Welcome to this episode of Four Color Ultrasound number 12. I uh, am one of your hosts, Dieter, and with me is your other host, Mike. Oh, Mike. Nice and slow so everybody can get it. It's a really uncommon name. And, uh, <laughs> it's a really uncommon name. <laughs> it's really uncommon in, uh, you know, Jonestown. I heard we had a lot of fans there from the last episode. <laughs> Jonestown. <laughs> a lot, a lot uh, of fans wrote in saying we did kind of upset them so. it was too 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 soon yeah well they wanted me to apologize but i'm not I'm not gonna <laughs> do it but anyway so uh, yeah we're a podcast about you know mass suicides and comic books and we like to you know me and mike we read some comic books together we like to talk about them even more so that's kind of what we do and just we're gonna spoil the books from week of september 4th uh a couple of books so if you haven't read them go ahead check them out if you have continue on if not yeah so freedom of choice right mike people can do what they want like turn the podcast off right now <laughs> right now and miss everything but there's good stuff so yeah let's get right into it deathstroke number 47 born again deathstroke r.i.p book four good title i guess <laughs> you guess <laughs> and then uh what do i got oh my notes actually say to see the cover page because there were so many people involved in this book but uh christopher priest obviously writing <clears throat> and fernando Pissarian and carlo peg oh this is always a test <laughs> pegalane pegalane on the pencils and then you got jason paz cam smith and wade vaughn and or wade vaughn grabinger on inks and jeremy cox on colors so yeah that's like a whole lot of people and then there's still one two three four five six seven eight more names on the cover you got letterers you think you got who did the cover who did the variant cover scan he must be there with a what was that guy fco no what was the hi-fi hi-fi scan hi-fi a scan hi-fi collaboration I'd like to see that. Andrea Shea <laughs> is an editor. Assistant editors. Group editors. Lots of people to That's make a comic crazy. book. And there's even more up in the corner over there with like Deathstroke created by oh, what, Marvel. Created by Marvel Wolfman and George Perez. Perez. Oh, sorry. No, I don't know. That's what I've heard. So anyway. <clears throat> as wrong as I was thinking that Rose was as... or Oh, man. See? I don't <laughs> want to do. I don't want to do these anymore because I can't keep them straight. Dude. I can't like not stumble over myself. But anyway, as wrong as I was in thinking that Rose was Deathstroke at the end of the last issue, I was wrong in thinking I was clever enough to keep coming up with witty summaries of these books every week. My writing skills pair in comparison to that of Christopher Priest, whose ability to spin and fold his narrative epic into himself, constantly resulting in seemingly flawless connections with characters and events. Nearly over fifty issues is something I'm grateful to be witnessing. Comics are meant to engage you, bring you in, make you wonder what's going to happen and invoke emotion when those things do happen. And every month, Priest seems to raise the bar on those standards and take a look 
Let's take a look and find out how this guy operates. That's all I got. But see, I can't do it anymore, Mike. Oh, come on. You got. You can't stop. I'm trying. I'm trying. But I think it's, I don't know. It's hard to summarize everything in a witty way, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not tough. a writer. I was, I was pretty impressed for quite a while there. I know. I was, it's taken too much time. I'm not a writer. I'm not even a, hardly even a podcaster. I can't do both. <laughs> hardly even a podcaster. Well, by uh, definition, I guess you are, right? You're recording some di- dialogue and putting it online. Yeah, we can get into the semantics of podcasting. But <laughs> there was a were good. Amateur at best, right? <laughs> uh, enthusiast level podcaster. So yeah, getting in, like I said, I was wrong. It wasn't fucking Rose in the future. I was this death stroke. Oh, sorry, you said it was Rose in the future because it's because <clears throat> this death stroke's from the future, isn't he? He's from something. I mean, from something, all right. He looks like. The slade that kind of went away because he's all scarred well, up and where, he's missing the eye and everything. Where was it that you thought Rose was from the future? In was the, it in Rebirth? No, it was a uh, Year of the Villain special, number one. Oh, okay, that's right. And they showed like sketches and they showed Rose in like this same Deathstroke suit that he's wearing. And that's what made me think it was her in the future. But uh, yeah, so he wakes up in Rose's apartment and Husan's there and uh, they get just kind of recap and like Slade has no idea where he what where he is now and he's just uh he gets to the point that what Ra- Raven teleported him out of being killed <clears throat> well he's saying Raven te- teleported him but she wasn't and, there and he doesn't know what he doesn't know no that's the whole thing something Raven did something to him and he's got scars all over his face that he didn't have before he thinks he calls his son and he calls Robin <clears throat> Or is he from a different dimension? He's talking to Robin, who is his son. Remember that, that they had that whole uh, Batman and Deathstroke son f- a couple issues where they teased yeah, that, that Robin was really his son? <clears throat> Maybe they're going back to that. I don't know. Because he said, because even here goes, what year is it? What day is it? What year? So we don't know where this Deathstroke's from. No, no idea. But Hussan tries to catch him up on what's going on. He's like pointing out these scared shitless from which I think is kind of <laughs> funny so and then it cuts uh, to Jericho who's going around trying to like he's kind of like doing the thing where everybody's like why doesn't the Superman just intervene with everything and make everything right with his powers right mm-hmm. and he's stopping a war like where's this war at Cause yeah, I was like, going to ask you the same thing I, I do not know where this is because it looks like he's in the town like he's in a regular city with yep. kids playing in the neighborhood and he goes to like a liquor store, stops a robbery. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly like, there's tanks everywhere. Yeah, they're in like a full blown war. But he puts a stop to that somehow anyway. And uh what's the whole gist of what he's going through? He's just talking about how he's like kinda of going like Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, about- exactly. He's talking about humanity and how are they even worth saving? Because if everybody is if humans are just naturally assholes, naturally bad, why am I saving anybody? Yeah. That's, so, yeah, he goes like, it's, yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right. He's very much like, uh, and he turned blue like um, Dr. Manhattan. Dun, dun, I think that's dun. what it is. Well, maybe. That's no, a really. smart. He blew himself. That's he blew himself. But, uh, and then it cuts to uh, Rose, a.k.a. What's that girl's name that she's supposed to be as well? Uh, Willow. Willow, who's the old woman from like 
the fifth century or something living in her head. That's a long, that goes, that's what I, this is what I, in the synopsis, going like, this is all, everything storylines from past, like, from the 50 issues that he's been writing. Mm-hmm. And it's, to, even to get this part, it like, you get the little box, like, go see issue 45, go see issue 40, and the last issue over here. Like, I don't know, I love the editor's boxes, which I don't think very many book other DC books have them, do they? No, they used to do them all the time. They don't do them nearly as much anymore. I know it's because you cha- they often they change writers so often usually. Hmm. Yeah. But so, yeah. Willow and Red Arrow get into it yet again <laughs> yet for again. like the third straight issue, right? Yep, fighting each other, chasing each other, fighting in a cemetery now. But then, uh. <clears throat> Rose reveals that during that time she got zapped with Jericho when they fell and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Deathstroke disappeared. Or no, I'm sorry. Rose disappeared. <laughs> he can't, took over as Deathstroke. But uh, she got part of Jericho's good. And she, what's the guy? That's Dr. Icon. What did he turn into? He turned I, into like that super monster guy. Do you remember? No. Okay. There, so when, there's so much happened in all these in these 47 issues, and he jumps around the time so much. I, I've well, gotten so lost in almost every issue I read. Well, it was Doctor Icon, the guy that builds the suits. Mm-hmm. He was like him and Deathstroke's son Jericho. They were like they had a relationship. That was really early on, and then it was, but Jericho had a fiance, and then what Deathstroke slept with her. Yeah, I remember then, all that. Willow ended up killing his fiance. I think they might go over that in this or whatever. But then something happened to Dr. Icon where he was, he got murdered and then somebody tried to bring him back to life. And then he turned into that super monster, kind of like Solomon Grundy type monster guy. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's what it is. And then he ended up becoming a priest. And it was like, what, 45, it says to go check it out. But he, because he forgave Jericho that part of. Like forgiveness and goodness got transferred to Rose, and she forgives Red Arrow for killing Deathstroke, who's not even dead. So it's like, what does it even mean, right? Mm-hmm. Was it weird that it brought Red Arrow to tears to you? <laughs> Why? Because I just thought it was out. Like it was just strange where she's like, "Oh, she forgives her." But it's not even like she forgave her. She's like, "I have to forgive you." Like that damn brother of mine. Like it's not even like a really heartfelt oh yeah yeah it forgiveness and, but it's, she's like oh my god she forgave me she just like has her hand over her mouth with the, the tears yeah it's kind of weird but like i said in the I, she still said rose still says i want you dead i want my dad back my dad back but joy infected me with goodness i have to forgive you dan the brother of mine and she cried yeah and she's, and she's crying as though oh i was so touching <laughs> like what I don't know. <laughs> it was really I was, weird. I saw <laughs> I didn't catch that before. It's a weird <clears throat> panel. Yeah. So, cuts back to Deathstroke getting suited up in that future suit. Like and like we said, we point out it has like the the arrow charm, the bat arrow charm. It looks like he's wearing a bat cape mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But he's got a huge neck collar. He looks like an astronaut. So, more stuff with the uh, Hussan. <clears throat> and then he ends up he just turns on him yeah because he has no use yeah. for him anymore because he doesn't work for him 
Yeah, this is where he points out that Raven. Yes, he mentioned Raven earlier, didn't he? Oh, no. Mm. Raven, that witch, she did this to me. Uh, but Raven's just a kid. Yeah, this, <clears throat> this this all seems like stuff that's in the future or something. Well, maybe he's in the future, but I think Hosan's in the present, right? Yeah. He's in yeah, yeah, I'm thinking uh, uh, Deathstroke came back from the future or so, or a different universe or something. Something weird like that's happening. And so he ends up, you know, chasing down Hassan's, trying to kill him. Hassan's trying to fight for his life. He's running out, and, like, Deathstroke's just destroying this building, like, with his sword, like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. just tearing it down to rubble. He gets out in the street, and he ends up, because Deathstroke's just, like, pegging innocent people. He shoots a cop in the head, and there's, like, a lady with a baby, and uh, Hassan turns around. He's just like, all right, fine. Just do it, and uh, he gets one somewhere. Well, that lady gets sprayed with blood. Yeah, well, yeah, he's killed off panel, so you can't say he's yeah, dead. Yeah, whenever you kill someone off panel, they're usually not dead. But so. that's a lot of blood. And then, oh, we missed the whole very, 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 very beginning. Because I flipped, I started on the title page. What an idiot. The first two pages of the book, this shows a... Uh, a murder happened somewhere in the like backwoods of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Some biker gang rolls up on a couple making out in a car and just unloads like a bunch of shotgun blasts into the car. And then you're introduced to the town uh, deputy and the assistant deputy, right? Yep. Or the what would, it wouldn't be the it'd be the sheriff, sheriff and the deputy. deputy. Yeah. So. Or the dep, yacht dep. Yeah, dep. All right. So they did a pretty, I gotta say they did a pretty poor job here of. Uh, Giving them a colloquialisms or whatever. No, that mean, yeah, Deb. Like what? Yeah. Nobody well, talks like that. He was trying for his best uh, Azarello. <laughs> Azarello does a lot of that, yeah. like the colloquialism, like little accents and all that stuff in his books. But then it cuts. It goes after Deathstroke kills Hassan, supposedly off-panel. It cuts to uh, the hospital and back to that sheriff. He's talking with a nurse. But sorry, before he gets to that, here when he's talking to Hosen before he just kills him, when when Hosen is running through the house, <clears throat> he says, Wintergreen put me up to, and Deathstroke says, Wintergreen is dead. Did we see Wintergreen die? Well, he's always been dead. He's been that uh, he's been that AI forever, right? Or is he both the AI? Wasn't well, he the dead? old guy? Wintergreen's the old guy, isn't he? Yeah. That's his friend? Yeah. That, the one that was hanging out with um, Alfred in those. So I thought he was, I thought he was alive. No, because he's just been an AI for the longest time, I thought. Oh, my God. I guess I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> Why is anybody listening to this? I have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah, way to go, Mike. He could be alive, but he's I don't a, think so. Was it always past when you see the guy? I'm looking at the picture of him right now. He's got you know white hair, the white mustache, mm-hmm. got carrying the gun. Every time he showed up, that was always in the past? I think so. Oh, all right. I know he's been in it a lot. I just thought, that's why, like I said, I'm always confused as to when he's jumping around time in the book. Yeah, well, that's what, when you get to the reveal, it gets even more crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's talking to somebody, you know, a nurse, and then he kind of points out to him, like, yeah, well, he called, the cop calls him a doctor. He goes, well, if you'd pay more attention, with those detective skills, you'd know no. I'm a nurse. You know what I mean? He walks away, and it is Deathstroke. I know. But it's like he's got both eyes. Mm-hmm. He's not all scarred up. So he's like a Deathstroke from the past. Yeah. 
What? And why is he being a detective in Arkansas? So now there's two Deathstrokes. So not only is Deathstroke not dead, there's two. Mm-hmm. One from the future, one from the past, maybe. So weird. I don't know. Makes you want to read it, though. Continue reading. Even though yeah, I'm confused. It's, well, it's, it's turning a whole new... It's starting an entire new like direction, really, coming off of... Right? It's like kind of like a jumping-on point, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But you do have to... Like I said, there's so much more from the 47 issues that came before it. It's like, what oh, What did happen to Wintergreen? Now i got to go back and look. Because <laughs> like, you're right, I don't remember now either. So maybe somebody... Like, maybe there's somebody that listens that knows more than us, but probably not. Prove Mike wrong. Let me know. Uh, on Twitter. But did, at, yeah. At 4ColorUS. Number 4ColorUS. Or uh, Instagram at uh, was it four color ultrasound dot com or Gmail number four color ultrasound at Gmail dot com. It's almost like you read that from a card or something. It's almost like that. Yes, I had to put it on my phone because I always keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you go there, you'll probably find this cover, a screenshot of it at least, because it's going to be our always. Judge a story by its cover. No, wait. Always judge a cover by its story. <laughs> Almost had it. Uh, band's plane. Yeah, band's plane. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, so the cover is, you got this uh, stormtrooper deathstroke ready to kill his son. And this is my father, my killer. Has nothing to do with what happened in the issue. Nothing. They don't meet. They don't fight. And what really confuses me is they pulled the Superman issue, issue because the cover had nothing to do with the story. I'm so confused. And then, to me, it's like, how long is that sword? And how long is his arm? <laughs> and then his son's arm. And why does it get so thin at his wrist right there? Oh my God. <laughs> it's pretty bad. And if he has all this telekinesis and all this stuff, like he's super powerful. Like, why is he not... I don't know. And then... Another part of this is at the very the banner at the top, the Year of the Villain. Oh, yeah. What's that to do with the Year of the Villain? Evil Unleashed. Well, not just that, but look at Cheetah. Cheetah looks like she's on, like, crack. <laughs> it's pretty bad. She's on, like, bath salts or something. Like, the Joker looks normal, but as crazy as Cheetah looks. But, yeah, this is this cover. This cover has nothing to do with the book, other than the fact that these two characters are in it. But Jericho's <laughs> hey, not they're murdered. They're in it. <laughs> Jericho's not murdered by Deathstroke in this issue at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's really uh, my father, my killer. Is he... And there's nothing in the story saying he's going to go try to kill him. No. He's trying to find him, right? So it's nothing to do with him trying to kill him, though. He doesn't even know he's alive. And he doesn't know he's alive. He calls Robin, and yeah. he's like... Because Hosan's like, your son's alive. He's like, my son? And then he calls Robin. So he <laughs> so doesn't, even, it's so doesn't even know Jericho's there. So, But yet on the cover, he's killing him. Yeah, okay. But that being a terrible cover can segue into our next book of Justice League 31 with a great cover, in my opinion. The uh, Chaos Across Hypertime. But, mm-hmm. And that's uh, Manipole, right? Yeah, yeah, it looks like Manipole, definitely. I didn't check to see if it was it. I think he a... always, he's been doing the covers for a while, I think, yeah. on this. But I love this cover. I like You got the Justice Society in the top. And then you got Flash and Green Lantern from this time. And then you got Batman and Superman, everybody in the past. Or in the future, I mean. 
And then you got like the anti-monitor and the forge, world forger at the bottom. And everything's kind of like cracking together, like the hyper time kind of stuff when they do those little, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when like time breaks or whatever. And they yeah. show you all those little different peaks into it. So, yeah. And then you got uh, Brainiac in front of his Brainiac sh- skull ship. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great cover. It's only ruined by that crackhead cheetah at the top. Left. <laughs> <laughs> crackhead cheetah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's got a lot. It's way too much catnip. So yeah, Justice League thirty-one, Justice Doom War Part Two, Scott Snyder, James Tinian the Fourth, uh, Jorge Jimenez on art, with Alejandro Sanchez on colors. Right? Yeah. yeah. The art in this book is amazing too. Jorge yeah. Jimenez is so so good. Everything. Yeah, this book, but, I mean, your title, your flagship team book, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to put the big guns there, so I'm glad they do. You could end up having art like Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, I flipped through that a few minutes ago. Oh, my God, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. But we don't even go over that book, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I don't know, this, this whole book is, is amazing. It is so weird. It's so messed up, but... The art's amazing. Snyder and Tinian together seem to work really well. Yeah. Good times. Credits. Spent four minutes on the credits. But anyway. (laughs) Things aren't looking great for Justice. In fact, they're looking downright dismal. With Doom being able to spy on the League's every decision aided by the unsuspecting Jaro, it appears the battle is over for Earth's Mightiest Heroes before it has ever begun. Now in a last-ditch effort, teams have been split up and sent across time so they may find pieces of the totality to use against Luthor and stop Perpetua from destroying the Omniverse. But it won't be easy, as in all timelines, it seems Doom has already prevailed and will stop at nothing to ensure its victory. With the promise of League, Societies, Legions, Commandy, Monitors, Forgers, and Hypertime, I hope you're sitting down for this one, Mike, because it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> well, I'm sitting down, so... I know. I, imagine if you fucking did this standing up That'd be weird. <laughs> this would be very painful like last, Henry, last one was an hour and 45 minutes long i'd picture you like it's all like your henry rollins like you have like the microphone cord wrapped around your <laughs> wrist and you're like kind of like surfing like your couch standing up rocking back and forth hell of into it <laughs> no you sit down no. all right well well there you go see good time so yeah like i said this one this one's is this this one actually kind of does, it kind of moves forward now. Even it being the uh, bannered Evil Unleashed where you'd think, oh great, we get another recap spinny issue. But uh, this one actually does go forward. It starts with Lex Luthor and Perpetua. And what's the deal? Perpetua just doesn't have enough power yet? Yeah, I, I thought she wasn't even released yet because the only time we saw her released was in the future. Right, so I, I was a little confused by that because the last issue, they said she was released, she was released and killed everybody. Right, but then uh, that turned out that didn't that hadn't happened yet, so they had to go into time to stop uh, her from getting power. But apparently, she's here already. But it's, yeah, but they're always saying like, "Well, we need to." Uh... Well, where are they though? They're on the. Well, it doesn't matter where they're, but she's. They need everybody on Earth to start thinking doom to sway them, right? Yeah, but then they need the rest of the totality to release her, and they need the anti-monitor. Yeah, they need all kinds of shit. Everybody needs shit. But <laughs> lots of MacGuffins. Let's go get that. We need to get this to do that, so this will stop happening over here. <laughs> exactly. And then, that, and then that thing over there will stop going on, as long as we have this thing over here, which is in this part of the time. So, cuts over there where we left off last week, with the uh, Flash and 
Green Lantern talking to the Justice Society, explaining kind of who they are, and they're like having this whole, we recognize some of you, but we don't know. It's all, the whole Doomsday Clock plot thread kind of still like there's missing information. They, they still swear that Doomsday Clock will uh, tie into everything else somehow. <clears throat> Bendis, I mean, anybody on Twitter and Bendis, and I think the interviews, like especially with Bendis, he keeps saying that some, you know, that it will tie in, but he won't tell anybody how. So I don't know if they're still just hiding it, if they know what's going to happen, or if they're like, oh, shit, we'll figure it out eventually, because we got another four months before the last issue. So I don't know, but they are. I mean, it really does seem like it, it should, because you've got the Justice Society and the Legion coming about. Hmm. And then it cuts to, that's them in the past, so then it goes to the future, <clears throat> where you meet up with Commandy and the, you know, the Trinity of DC. Mm-hmm. But you find out that uh, Brainiac's kind of taken over the future, right? Yeah, he's, he's taken over the future, and all, somehow he's taken over all the futures. He's got them in his jars. And then, uh, then it cuts to the present time, where... <clears throat> current league decides oh they can build a ship so they have to find the anti-monitor on like that the very very edge of the universe yeah yep so they have to build a ship to travel through the bleed a whole bunch of cool like you know nonsense scientific stuff (laughs) where it's like traveling the bleed and like time hyper time and all that kind of stuff and riding electrons and everything yeah so yeah (laughs) that's that's the Snyder uh, addition to everything all of his uh Pseudo pseudo comic science, yeah. And then so, then it's just pretty much going. Well, it goes back to the past, and that was the part that I was telling about where they start like introducing themselves, like, oh, we we have a, <clears throat> we have a Green Lantern, and we have a Flash, and we have a, a Hawkman, and we have a Starman, but they're different than you guys, and but we we're not we don't know of any of you in the future. They, that page where they introduce themselves, mm-hmm. they do that little sound off. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Like that a lot, Wildcat, yeah. and don't you forget it. <laughs> don't you forget it. Uh, and then the Adam, like they're making fun of the Adam. What do they think? They think they're making fun. Or he thinks Adam thinks he's making fun. They're making fun of him because the Adam from the current comics can shrink in size, but the past Adam just is just short. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> what do you mean getting smaller? <laughs> it's hilarious. And he threatens them. Yeah. So they. So yeah, yeah, the whole thing is cool because you got the uh, Alan Scott Green Lantern. There was no Green Lantern core. It was just magic. And that's the way it originally was. And then when they redid it all back in the 50s or no, the 40s, 40s, 50s, 60s, when they brought Hal Jordan in, they changed it to an alien technology. But they acknowledge all that in this issue. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, yeah, everything about this is really neat. I like it. And then, of course, they get their help really easily because they decide that, well, we're all heroes and it's cool to see. It's a different time. I believe you guys. Yeah, and since you're coming back and you kind of wear the same shit we do, then yeah, we'll trust you. <laughs> but uh, and then it goes to the future, and uh, Commandy's taking the Trinity around, showing them around, and every fight they get in, I think through the issue, Commandy's like, "What the hell? This is so much fun!" <laughs> He's like, "Was the, was was the past time. always like this? Was everything always like this? Every day like this?" But uh, you find so- out. Brainiac has shrunk. Oh, you were going to say something. No, no, no. I was just say, have you ever read any 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 of the original Commandy stuff? The only stuff I read was what they just put out, what like a year or two ago, where they were passing that story off from writer to writer. Was that any good? It was interesting at all. 
I liked it. I thought it was fun. Some issues were better than others. But I have to find it. It was pretty. It was a uh, twelve issues. It was a new writer every issue, and like, however, the one writer would end it. The next writer had to pick up mm-hmm. where they left off, and I that was like my biggest introduction to that character. I hadn't read anything before. Because there's a Jack Kirby, right? I believe. Yeah, like yeah I know it's like a. I know it's about him, but. Like I said, I didn't read anything. Yeah, I, I didn't really know much about him. I didn't realize that's what it was. Like, the command to last boy on Earth was after everything got destroyed and he's just living with animals. It's kind of cool. Furries. With furries. But you find out Brainiac has shrunken down parts of this world and is searching for the totality as well. So... But see, so he's, he's searching through a bunch of different times. He's able to shrink down time somehow all these different universes this seems like such a such a major power that why is this not being something that was the evil plan if you can just tra- they, trap anything he wants at any moment in time I would think that's pretty useful well maybe it came like he wasn't this powerful before so this oh, is it's after Apex Lex is pe- that's right it's like a power is, Apex Lex probably gave him right yeah so he's doing there you go he's doing makes so much more sense I'm like oh my god this is what Brian can do he can do whatever he wants yeah, so he's trapping, you know, like yeah. you said, possible futures, and then he's looking for the totality, and so they get the idea to use the atoms, or no, how, what do they do to, they don't say nothing yet, they well, cut they cut back to the atom and all that stuff. Yeah, but they, they're jumping back and forth through, t- through these jars. No, the atom and all them? That's the no, present sorry, time. No, uh, sorry, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman in command. Oh, yeah, they snuck in. That's right, and they yeah. are going through all the jars, but they're just trying to avoid. So, yeah, then it goes back to the present, mm-hmm. and uh, they built their ship, to, like we were talking about, to travel along the bleed to go find the anti-monitor and all that stuff. But uh, I think, the, oh, the past, because what were they? Oh, who found the... The Green Lantern had found the totality already. Or no, mm-hmm. who was it? We missed that. We glossed over that part. Did he actually find? He didn't find it, did he? Yeah, they because he. T- oh, it's later. They they, they they know where it is. Yeah, but he t- <clears throat> oh, it's the Star Man found it. Yeah, and he built the cosmic rod, but he gave the real piece of it to the military. Mm-hmm. And it's a military base, and that's when they go take him. So that's where it cuts <clears throat> back to them going to a military base to yep. find the piece of the totality that they need, but. It's pretty funny. They end up in uh, Pearl Harbor on a date, yep. a date that shall live in infamy, uh, December seventh, nineteen forty-one. Yep. <laughs> it's the Barry Allen's like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's like, hold on a second. What day is it? Oops. <laughs> I love a Barry Allen because Barry Allen's sitting here. He says, uh, "You don't think the Legion of Doom would have, would interfere that much with human history? That would break every rule of time travel." I love how he thinks uh, Legion of Doom is going to care about breaking these supposed rules. Haven't they done enough to show that they don't care about anything? That's right. <laughs> but he thinks, okay, they're not going to mess with uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's great. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> it is. So, they get to uh, cutting back and forth. Like, now they're in the future with a uh, weight. That's when they start riding the uh, <clears throat> electrons and all that stuff, like you said. Mm-hmm. So everything we're doing is purely theoretical. <laughs> Except they're actually doing it, so isn't it? practical like I don't know <laughs> okay we need to skid onto the elect- next electron flow I think we've got it but hold on tight what we're doing is purely theoretical <laughs> you're right <laughs> it's not theoretical anymore we're doing it 
And then Commandy says, this is, this is raw. And it's a little asterisk and it says, tiger for fucking amazing. <laughs> well, it's like bleep. They have the, the censored over the. Yeah, with all the, word. yeah, with all the. the, 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 the what the look. I like the look that Wonder Woman's given. I'm like, uh, yeah, chick, like, I know. She's <laughs> damn straight at his kid. I don't know, it's hella cool. <laughs> I love his language. It's just him growling. Rawr. Uh, that's awesome. So, they end up crashing into a future possibility, and they're in a, they meet the Justice Legion, or Justice Legion A. And it's all Brainiac versions of all the heroes. Mm-hmm. I meant to dust off the multiverse book that Morrison did, where it had all the different uh, Justice Leagues on all the different Earths and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I meant to look it up to see, because I know that one has to be in there. Yeah, it, this is this is the DC One Million, right? From the nineties. What Justice Legion A? There was, yeah, I don't remember Justice Legion A, but the Superman down at the bottom here. The there was a stupid one? thing called uh, now they all have Brainiacs things on them, but there was a an event that DC did called DC DC One Million, mm-hmm. and it was looked like it was terrible. It was another one of those bad '90s ideas because <clears throat> it was you know one million years into the future, and I th- believe that's what the Superman looked like. He had those stupid little ovals on him instead of the S, but I don't remember any others because I didn't read much of it. So I'm I'm curious if that's what it is because they go through time. Tell us how you really feel about it, Mike. It was terrible. But you never read it. <laughs> <laughs> I judge things without reading them. <clears throat> you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like that thing we do with the covers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was ju- in that case. I was judging the cover, the story by its cover. Yeah. But no, I, I've never heard anything very good about them, and I don't remember them it being very popular back in the day. It could have been oh. good. Damn, well, yeah, I wanted to look through the Morrison thing, but I don't even know where I left it. <clears throat> and to see if there was one, because it's got to be in there. But if not, then I think they created it for this, which is still kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, so they have the whole Justice League, like they're Brainiacs, and then you see the Pearl Harbor going down, and you have... Uh, Gorilla Grodd, Cheetah, and Sinestro also in like Japanese fighter planes, <laughs> like joining in on Pearl Harbor, which is like <laughs> the whole idea behind this. So how does this work? They go to Japan and go, "Hey guys, can we fly with you and destroy Pearl Harbor?" Well, it looks like Sinestro's just popping in, right? Because he's got the ultraviolet uh, yeah. spectrum. But Cheetah, giant walking Cheetah, and the talking uh, gorilla and comes up, ba- a baby strapped to his chest, right? <laughs> strapped to his chest, decides to go, "Hey." We're gonna join with you. Join in with you guys. I guess Japan's like, hey, if you want to be kamikaze, sure. Whatever you guys want to do. I don't and know. Then it ends with you know Lex saying, you know, kill the, talking to both the future and the past, legions of doom. You know, kill the Justice League at any cost. And then you get to your, uh, what's it called? What's the 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 last page? What do they always call it? The teaser page, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The reveal, the teaser, and so they do get to the end of the universe. And then it cuts to the the bug guy. Remember in the last issue, we were like, who's that guy yeah. with the bug mask? Who's the bug like, mask? And I thought he jumped into the Stargate and ruined it, remember? He, yeah, he did. But here he is on the edge of the universe <laughs> at the source wall with the anti-monitor. And it's Aquaman. 
Oh, dun dun dun. Now, is that supposed to mean something to me? Uh, maybe if you're reading Aquaman. That's what I want. God damn it. Is I don't it, know. Go, oh, you don't know? Oh, no, Is I don't. it going on on my... Oh. Uh, the only thing I know about what's going on, I, I've been, re- I, I mean, I, I guess I'm nowhere near uh, current on Aquaman, but I had seen something where he lost his memory and it was a separate island. So I don't know if that has to do with this at all or what. Because he hasn't been in Justice League no. at all. No. They brought Mira in just for this, right? Like this. Well, she joined before this. Hmm. She joined a while ago, but she wasn't around much for some no. reason. But I haven't read any Aquaman in Rebirth. I haven't even... I don't know anything about what's going on yeah, in the, the only thing I know is he was trapped on an island. He went back... To, he went on. He was on an island without with no memory. Other than that, I don't really know what was going on. It makes me want to read it now, though. It's all one, one writer as well, right? The whole... I don't know. From Rebirth on? I'm not sure. I want to say it is. Because Jeff Johns did it... The New Fifty Two, and then it was Dan Ab. I think it was Dan Abnett. I've been I'm reading that stuff now on DC Universe, um, but I don't know who who followed after that. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't pick it up at all with Rebirth. I <clears throat> tuned out with uh, I like I read some of the Jeff John stuff, and then when they did the Justice League crossover mm-hmm. real early on in New Fifty Two, read the Aquaman in that, but. Haven't followed up on it, but yeah, it's very interesting. Aquaman seems to be on neither nobody's side because that's what the anti monitor kind of points out, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you see now why I sent you into time to fight for me? Yeah, I don't know. So he's fighting the anti- with the anti monitor, but who are they fighting? Is he fighting uh, the Justice League or is he fighting the Doom coming? Yeah, you don't know whose side they're on yet. So. <clears throat> it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Speaking, speaking of crazy shit, Doomsday Clock, number 11, written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank, <clears throat> uh, colors by Brad Anderson. And then my note that I put for this, for the synopsis, just says, just talk because this book does an excellent job at recapping the previous 10 issues. <laughs> Nice. So, <laughs> which is, I just, I mean, how mm. long do we wait for this issue? Between 10 and 11, uh, how long was it? I don't know. Was it three months, I think? Waited three months for a recap issue. Yeah, it's the next to final issue. I didn't but, move forward at all. But this is supposed to be like emulating the original Doomsday, or the original Watchmen. Watchmen. Which didn't have a summary issue. It wasn't like, here's everything you should know by now. <laughs> yeah, I don't Dumbass. know. But, I don't know. Overall, without getting too much in, I don't know. I don't think we've ever talked about this book on the show before, have we? Uh, no, because... It might have been one of the lost issues, lost episodes. <clears throat> Either that, I, was too, I think it was too long ago. Yeah, the only thing we've been doing is for three months. Episode 12. Yeah, it would have been like just before. And yeah. you're saying it's four months be- before the next one comes out? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I try to find, see when it was coming out. I don't think it was even announced yet when it, when it releases. Why do they say it takes so long to make? Is it because they're redoing the story? Is it because they, the guy can't draw fast enough? Do not know what it is. They won't say. 
the excuse usually is the art, the art. And it's really good art. Gary Frank knows what he's doing. It just takes a long time. But I'm not sure if that's truly what, I, I don't know if that's really what it is. Because nobody will say, hey, this is why it's so late. It Jeff Johns tends to be late with stuff too. Shazam. The Shazam book hasn't come out in quite a while. <clears throat> Either, right? To me, it's changed. I think they've changed the story. Oh, it's been two years. It really does feel like it's changed over time. From what they promised the story to be about to what it is, and now you're getting a recap issue in number 11. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it's... It was suppo- Like we talked about, it's supposed to tie everything together. It was supposed to be the book that was steering the direction of every other book. Yeah, and, and everything. And one year, so you all take a full year, and by the time this book was done, all the other books caught up. To, it was supposed to catch up to this. I'm not sure how that's possible anymore, especially since they've already introduced the Justice Society and uh, uh, Legion. Yeah, I don't know, but just to get with it, I guess the synopsis series so far is <clears throat> the world hates superheroes because why? Okay, no, well, I guess it yeah it ends with well it begins with the ending of Watchmen and Adrian Veidt comes to this universe because this is supposedly the universe that Dr. Manhattan fled to and uh, so in his world he got found out about what he did to everybody you know with the giant pussy monster killing <laughs> 10 million people mm-hmm. and uh so his world was on the brink of annihilation again and while they, it was just blowing up he came to this world to find Manhattan to save both worlds yep so he he started another plan where he turned the citizens of earth against metahumans and uh started a plan to where he had, he set up superman no set up firestorm and superman i guess to kill a bunch of people and that kind of tipped the scales even more. Yeah, turn him against Superman because Superman was there. So I think Superman caused him to blow up. And then at the same time, Black Adam, he started like <clears throat> kind of X-Men status, started a refugee country mm-hmm. for metahumans. And they decided to attack regular humans, right? Yeah, they're, they're trying to take over the world. And But he... But then... Vite got all the heroes off planet chasing Dr. Manhattan. He sent them all to Mars because he planted uh, traces of what's it called? Like evidence that would point them to go, like Batman and everybody to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. He brought along the marionette and what's the other girl? What's the, it's the marionette and who? Oh, jeez. What is her name? Harley. Harley <laughs> Quinn. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember her name is. What is her name? Brings them along because she was pregnant. They Dr. Manhattan stopped from like killing her because she was pregnant so, because So she's Marionette and he's mime. Mime and Marionette. And he was going to bring them along to remind him of humanity because he believes he didn't kill her because of the time the comedian killed that pregnant lady in front of him and he didn't do anything. Manhattan didn't do anything in the original Watchmen. So that's why he brings these people along. And that's basically what they're going... And then intertwined with all this recapping, there is 
We also brought along Rorschach, the new Rorschach, who is actually Rorschach's doctor's son. It gets so convoluted when you start explaining it like this, I guess. <laughs> it's completely convoluted. But, okay, so he brought him along too. What was his reason for bringing him along? Do you remember? Uh, I'm not even sure. He does reveal it. Yeah, he says it, but <clears throat> didn't make much sense. <laughs> really it's like yeah hold on I'll find it continue okay so intermingled with all this recap you see Lex Luthor now with Lois Lane and he's telling her stuff about what he's been up to and how he's proven things and he's always like looking for the next big thing and he's finding pictures from if you read the original Watchmen it's like the picture of who Dr. Manhattan was and his girlfriend, and it's a picture from them at a fair, and there's a whole issue that revolves around the time and like him turning into Manhattan and stuff like that. And that picture is pretty important to that story. It's a very, uh, the imagery of that picture. And uh, it shows that Lex Luthor has been finding them all over the place. Like whenever he thinks like something's been messed with, like he, he shows where Barry Allen remembers who uh what's the other flash's name who came back hmm who's the other flash Barry Allen and who it's uh the original flash um <laughs> god damn just from just society we just talked about him the original flash no no in uh rebirth oh rebirth who, oh, Wally West Wally West thank you Jesus I'm thinking because I'm thinking of the photo at the end here where they're doing no, no. a flash of two worlds but it shows Luther seeing Wally West yes. and yep. Barry Allen come back, and then he finds that picture there. So it's like, sorry, I wasn't paying attention to you. I'm looking at the, uh, <laughs> the Reggie uh, Rorschach thing. So whenever time is changed or whenever something in the universe gets manipulated, he finds one of these photographs mm -hmm. from Manhattan, and he has like a whole vault full of them. He shows them to Lois. He's like, one, he doesn't think Manhattan knows he's dropping him, but he's aware that Manhattan exists. Uh, it also cuts into, other than the recap, what moves forward is Alfred, for some reason, like, feeling sorry for Rorschach, trying to find Reggie, bring him back, making him pancakes, because you know he loves him so much. Does it explain why Alfred cared so hard about Reggie there? No. He just needs he, him. He says he needs him. Because he read the journal. Because he read, yeah. It was his journal that tells about everything that happened. We didn't believe you before. We believe you now. We want to help you. I don't know if it's just because he's trying to help him. But he okay. says, please come with me. We need Rorschach. I don't know why he needs him. Maybe just because of all the information he has. Yeah. Well, Vite is... He's doing this whole recap. He's talking to Saturn Girl mm -hmm. and to uh, the original Green Lantern. And they're both in cells. And uh, Vite starts talking about how he's starting to win because people aren't are starting to forget they're right yep Superman doesn't remember her yeah so she <laughs> just, it makes she no sense. realized that but it, it's just like that episode of the Simpsons where they go to Branson Missouri and they watch that show <laughs> about like all the celebrities that you might remember 
And then Grandpa Simpson sees that one guy, and he's like, you're dead. He's like, no, you just think I'm dead. He's like, no, I clipped your obituary. And he shows him his obituary, and he turns to dust and fades away. (laughs) That's basically what it was. So that's what happens to Saturn Girl. What I don't get is they didn't remember her when she first showed up in the first place. So why is it suddenly, why did him telling her that she suddenly disappears? I'm really confused. It's the same thing with, uh, like, Marty McFly and... uh, but it's like he slowly it's, disappears. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> it's not just inst- and then he instantaneously comes back though. Like yeah, no, he know. he disappears slowly. But once once they fix everything, oh, I'm here right now. Yeah, no, never made sense. Great movies, but didn't make sense. And only because she's from the future. Yep. Because. Well, because if he's, well, I mean, it, that makes sense. Because if he's if he's assuming he's screwing with time, right? She's not going to exist anymore. Because they mess with time enough, and then the Legion never gets created, is what I'm assuming. I just don't understand why, because nothing's changed, right? She showed up because of all... I, I don't know. I'm lost. That's the point. I'm waiting for the next book. Maybe it'll explain it all. Next book looks like it's just going to be a bunch of punching, because the last couple of pages, it looks like a Black Adam punches the shit out of Superman. And it brings it back to the beginning, the first mm-hmm. issue where Manhattan realizes, like, he can't see anything past his confrontation with Superman. Yep. And that's where this moment comes to, is the confrontation between Superman looks pissed. He's going to kick Manhattan right there, right in his blue dick. <laughs> so what, what makes Man- Manhattan decide to wear that uh, Charlie Brown uh, underwear? Sometimes and other times be naked. It That's shows, my question. Well, to me, what I thought it was was in the original Watchmen. It shows him like every time it's it's through time mm-hmm. of him as Manhattan, and the more time the more they show him as time progresses, the less and less he wears. And I think yeah. it's to show <clears throat> his like separation from humanity. Like it, as time goes on like he drifts further and further from humanity to where like he's like why do I even need clothes I don't care like he's nothing like us anymore but that's what it was in the original Watchmen that's but what here saying. it seems like I mean it started over again I guess is that they're just doing the same thing again I guess I don't know well Mime and Marionette could have been like <clears throat> when he was working for the government you know what I mean oh that's because that scene was back then you're right good point when he was the only one allowed to be the superhero or whatever because yeah. he had his clothes on in Vietnam and all that stuff no I and forgot you're right though the scene with my, my marionette was uh, far in the past wasn't this whole story okay yeah so <clears throat> that's why we get to see his ding dong and nobody freaked out like with uh, Batman Damned no because it's blue oh yeah of course makes sense he blew himself. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> You'd like to see that. Yeah, that's a different comic. Be like, be like that, different that, publisher. Could have put that in the new Tool album cover. <laughs> Doctor Manhattan blowing himself. But uh, so in any case, yeah. So this is all uh, recap and everything. But then there was the whole thing where Mime and Marion are fighting and they drop comedian. Is that what's happening? Is the mime holding comedian by by a string by his uh, invisible strings? And then he just drops the comedian. Well, I think that's this is the time now, right? Yeah, that's current. The comedian was still alive. He just 
they ha we haven't seen them in a while. I was confused why they were walking around with them. Because it's probably like seven months ago that happened. I don't. I didn't go back and read. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm lost. This, I think this will be a good one again to read the whole the whole way through, if I had time to read the whole thing. Yeah. I'd be interested to see. It, it, does it really obviously change the story halfway through, or does it read well? <clears throat> because, like you said, it's been so long. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't. It's it's a great series. This issue, all those recap, it kind of did hype me up for the finale. Mm -hmm. But now that you tell me it's four months away, four plus months away, I don't know how excited I really am. <clears throat> I'm excited. But I want it all to tie in. I'm hoping it all ties in. So do I. I'll be excited like a week before it comes out, <laughs> though. Like, I'm gonna get excited now. Not as excited as I could get for four months. Marvel books. I was gonna say. I was trying to segue into the Marvel segment <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, make Marvel hours where you, the one listener that's maybe still listening, <laughs> can recommend a book to us. And even though that hasn't happened yet, Mike made the first suggestion for. What was it, Mike? Take it away. It sure. was <clears throat> House of X and Powers of X. Oh, sorry, Powers of Ten. House of X and Powers of Ten. Why is it, it House by... of Ten? What? Why couldn't it be House of Ten, Powers of Ten? It could be House of Ten, too, I guess. But I think it's House of X. Who told you this? Oh, from things I've read online. But you're just reading them. Hmm? People online who said it's Powers, House of Ten and House of X and <laughs> Powers of Ten. Okay. Because well, it is, because it's House of the X-Men. And then Powers of Ten is, because uh, it's going through all those years, every ten years. Or, or every tenth, instead of tenth, every year to the tenth power. Yeah. Or whatever. So clever. Powers of Ten. Yeah, because it's Jonathan Hickman. It's Hickman. That's what. That's why you picked it. I picked it because it's Hickman. I know how much you love Hickman. I'd love me some Hickman, but I don't love me some X-Men. It's a perfect so, mix. I know it was like maybe I can do it maybe this will bring me into the X-Men world I got really excited so you said the first you read the first issue of each right mm -hmm. and we haven't read Marvel in quite some time yeah the last thing I remember Professor X is dead he was actually his brain was in the Red Skull's that's brain right. yep. they merged in that uh... that's... but yeah I don't remember what happened to him after that yes yeah, so I don't know if this is uh really just starting over and it has nothing to do with anything in the past and they'll explain what happened to him because they're changing histories or if he came back before this. Unfortunately, I do not know the answer to that. That's what I was... Before you jumped in... Before, before cut you cut you off? Me off I was going to start... Yeah, I was going to say... I don't... I've never really read a lot of X-Men. Like I said, I know very little anyway. But this seems like you need to know the X-Men. You need to know a lot about the X-Men and that's why it's it's great from the Hickman standpoint of everything like it's everything he does it's like builds on mystery a slow burning mystery he gives you information where you're like okay should I know this like should I know it or not but to me like in this stuff it, all the character stuff seems like it's already being built on like there's mm -hmm. hell of shit you should already know and it's like this almost feels like I would have to like research things to understand this book. And I'm not like in the mood to research 
X-Men to understand. But I think I can, somebody would have to correct me if I was wrong. I think if you're an X-Men fan, this would probably play really, really, really well. Like you said, I don't understand anything. I don't know who anybody is. I don't know what anybody's intentions are. Well, I don't so, know if I'm supposed to know intentions and all that. And that's why, like, I mean, comic books are, I think it's like the double-edged sword. It's, it's hard to do a comic book because you have to, yeah, it's not just telling a story. It's telling a story with a character where somebody has, like, a preconceived notion of who mm-hmm. that character is, right? Yep. And that's kind of what you read. You read the stuff. First, you pick the character you like, and then you hope it's a good story. And usually, if it's like they can get the character right and have a shitty story, aka Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like yep. he has, he does mm-hmm. wonderful character work. Yep. His like right now, like we talked about last, all the Superman stuff, wonderful. Like you're into Superman, read Bendis because he's getting those characters right. His stories, not the greatest. Mm-hmm. They're not terrible, but they're not the best. But it still works out. Then you can get somebody like King, who is, you know, a lot of people think his storytelling is great. The way he does things, people like it, but he's not getting the character currently that he's working for. So it's like it's doing it's both a disservice. Or it's like you get something like Snyder, who can do really great storytelling, and he really understands characters. Mm-hmm. And I think Hickman does wonderful storytelling, and he understands characters. He's kind of like the Snyder. He's almost like Morrison, I think. Yeah, it's very much like Morrison in in that he he, writes some weird stories sometimes. And he's going back and he's taking from everything that's come Mm -hmm. before. This is like, like you said, he's time jumping. It's past characters. It's future characters. It's like all this stuff. And I think it's more of a Morrison level read where you need to be very, very invested in these characters. And then you're going to get a wild ride. That's my opinion of the whole thing. That's why I kind of tuned out after two issues because I'm not that big of an X-Men fan. You, so you're not going to try to catch up, read this whole series? No. This is, I think this, this is oh, this is on like the level, of, like I said, it's like Morrison's Batman. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? People that aren't Batman fans didn't enjoy it as much because you didn't get all the tiny, you didn't get all the nuances yeah. that were dropped. You didn't understand everything that he went and did to write about that character, even with his Superman stuff. I think Hickman's very much on the same level with his, and all these stuff you get, you get all the infographs, which I think are super cool. That's like something he uh, Hickman did in uh, East of West and all his other kind mm-hmm. of books. Even in that, when he was writing the Avengers, I really loved his Avengers stuff because, like at the time, we knew all the stuff about those Avengers. Yeah. Like we we were current on all that stuff, and so when he was writing the Avengers, to me, it was like, okay, now so I got all the character stuff. I can just pay attention to this batshit crazy story that's going on <laughs> with all this time travel and all this crazy stuff that you want in a comic book. But it's hard to do both. So I don't know, but what were your thoughts now that I've droned on? I mean, pretty much what you were saying. I don't know enough of the characters, even though I did read uh, was it the 2000 X Men stuff a few mm-hmm. years ago, where they uh, the whole Genosha they're talking about here, where they um, uh, what was it? It was Scarlet Witch destroyed everybody and blew you know blew the city up, and there was a very few X Men. So I read a lot of that stuff as they were rebuilding the X Men, and mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. <clears throat> I like the X-Men. So I think I think I'd like to continue reading this. I am just lost as to where it's supposed to be. Uh because in this um Professor X and uh Magneto are actually working together. Wah, 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 wah. Wah? Exactly. 
Now, the only thing is, I I did start to read Powers of Ten, the second issue, and it look it goes back to year one, whatever year one is, and uh, Mora, one of the um the newest uh, mutants. This woman comes to find him, and she's relived histories over and over again. Like every time she dies, she's reborn. She lives history, but she remembers her past. I think she remembers her past, and so she basically she shows Professor X all the past and how everything has failed. And Professor X says, "All right, the one thing I haven't done is work with you," and that's kind of where I got to with Powers of Ten. So it seems like that even though you don't know all the pa- all the characters in the past, whatever he's this the, the places that Hickman is placing him right now. I think all that is new, all right? So you'll learn where they're, what, where everybody is, is in relation to everybody else in this series. But I could be wrong because I haven't been reading it the last couple of years. Well, look at, we'll even look at like the power or the House of X, when the Fantastic Four shows up. Yeah. I thought Cyclops was dead too. Like, and, yeah, that's I don't part that's probably fan- not true with the Hickman thing because I think that might be the because um, the Jean Grey's here also. Mm-hmm. I think this is they they did a whole run where I think you started to read it didn't you where it was X Men Blue and X Men Red and they had the, oh, the gold the blue and gold the blue and gold and they had the X Men from the past came I into the present the, yeah I read the gold one yeah so I think oh, the, the, I think those are the past ones that came I think back. Blue was the one though where it was like the young young yeah. Scott and the older one and stuff so yeah I, I I tried to check them out when they came out as new but mm-hmm. I didn't stay on same thing I tried <laughs> but. Because, yeah, he was dead. He became a bad guy and he was dead. So I think this is the young one that just now lives in the present. But I don't know. So you're right. In that, in that way, not knowing who who they are, which characters these are, makes it a little more difficult. I think the coolest thing that I saw, though, I know this is old. It's like this issue is really old. We're talking about these came out a month ago or something. But that I think it's in a House of X and they go to the they're on like some base on the sun or something mm-hmm. and they it's that giant sentinel head mm-hmm. and it's like that is so fucking cool like I don't know that giant and like that I don't know I just really dig that whole page where they show that giant floating head and they I don't know I think that's super Hickman status well that's another thing like you don't find any you like what information do you know on that like mm-hmm. but that is what I think I don't think that's passed up this is like the mystery that Hickman does where it gives you those slow burns yeah and the way the issues are even broken up and the way they have like little almost like acts they're broken up by those infographs and like into acts and everything they're really cool I think they're Mm -hmm. and there's so much stuff too like it seems like it's like made to you're made to question it you're made to like this it's like it's perfect for this podcast I guess you're supposed to be discussing what you think's happening but like I said I just can't I think it's the characters I'm not into yeah so, yeah, you, you've never really been into X Men anyway. Even Hickman can't Hickman can't even get me there. But yeah, I liked it a lot. It was really good. Almost as good as uh, it is. Almost as good as <laughs> the time that I baked some cookies. What was that, Mike? You were going to say something. <laughs> okay, so we had to choose what we we're going to do for next week, right? So we oh, asked yeah. every week to write in. We already, you know, in a Twitter, Instagram, or email, however, or leave a review on iTunes and throw a suggestion there. Um, and subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> so we got Ace. We got a suggestion from me, Carter eighty nine, on Twitter, for, that said he likes um, Absolute Carnage. <clears throat> okay. So let's read Absolute Carnage for next week. Okay. See, that's a different. That's a that's Spider Man universe status. Mm-hmm. I can get into that. I'm not. I actually enjoy some Spider Man stuff. So 
So that'd be cool. I'm not sure who's writing. I'm not sure who's writing that, or if there's a million books, or if it's um. Yeah, I'm not sure or exactly what it ties into, but it's supposed to be a big series, so that'd be cool to Ab- try. Absolute carnage. Absolute carnage. Yes. What would the what's the play on the words? Is there a play on words? Well, because of, like because they always have like superior Spider Man. Oh. Like like what is why is it absolute? I don't know. Carnage. Well, carnage is the villain. Yeah. In chaos, so I don't know. I don't know. You have to read, it, I guess. Fuck! I was hoping you could tell me. I'm right sorry. Off the bat, like you knew, like I wanted you to hype me up even more. With that. I can't hype you up. Hey, it wasn't my suggestion. It was uh, someone else's. Me, me Carter, what? Me Carter eighty nine. Me Carter eighty nine. Tell us why. Why is absolute? What's the? What makes it so absolute? Why do I absolutely want to read this book? And will Mike absolutely have a game for us to play? <laughs> When he tells us the news. So for the news, I don't actually have any news this week. But I got one piece here to talk about. That's news, though, right? You're not That's having news right there. This? Yes. That's so okay. So, off to a good start. <laughs> well, the problem is, a big portion of the news this week was dedicated to pure garbage. It frustrates me. We could go into whole tangents on how much uh, just news in general is annoying. But almost every you know comics media or fake media or whatever it is, because it's and some actually, you know, people that consider legitimate sources, not just clickbait um, web pages, picked up on a variety article. All right. There's a, there was a, um, uh, let's start with this. All the titles, here's some titles for these articles that have been coming up all week. Batman actor Robert, Robert Pattinson retracts undisclosed comments about jo- Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. All right. Not too big of a deal. Next one. Is Joaquin Phoenix's Joker a prequel to Robert Pattinson's Batman? The next one, Robert Pattinson drops Joaquin Phoenix Joker spoiler interview. But what is it? Then, did Robert Pattinson accidentally drop some sort of spoiler about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Another one, Robert Pattinson has interview has fans thinking a Joker crossover could happen. And on and on. Oh, here's the best one. Robert Pattinson, Batman and Joker movie. Will Tom find its way to Jerry? Everything in detail. All right. Will the Joker be in a Batman movie? Basically, will Joaquin Phoenix's Joker be in a Batman movie? That's what they're hinting at, and they picked up on this like crazy and figured, hey, this is such great news. Uh, Robert Pattinson let something slip that there's going to be a sequel. Well, here's the Variety article, which is supposed to be, I think Variety was supposed to be a decent uh, entertainment news site. I don't know. But here's quotes from, here's a quote from uh, Pattinson, um, from the, the article that these news are, uh, sites picked up on. Pattinson won't say whether he's committed to additional Batman movies. I don't know anything, he says. So right there, he won't say. <laughs> but he says, I don't know anything. So right there, it's pretty awful. He goes, I've got an idea how to do about four scenes, and then I'm working on the rest gradually. So he knows nothing. He's not even really working on this yet, right? And then he goes, at one point in our conversation, he offers a mundane comment about Joaquin Phoenix, who stars in Joker, a movie he hasn't seen yet, before asking to retract. Oh, shit, he says, adding that he's not accustomed to thinking about spoilers. I definitely should not say that. I'm so used to pretty art house movies where you can watch the movie three times and still not know what it's about. And because of that, people are losing their shit saying that, oh, Joker must be in the next Batman movie. 
because he's made a mundane comment about Walking Phoenix and he doesn't know what he should be saying. That's weird. Have you ever watched a movie three times and been like, I don't know what this movie's about? <laughs> so you, you picked up on that, the uh, independent film uh, art house movies? Let me watch it again. <laughs> What's nope. this about? <laughs> I still have no idea. Not a, no, not a single idea. Let me watch it one more time. That's weird. I didn't yeah. see anything like that. And usually I see one or two. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you would have seen that, but it's it's so weird. I saw like, one that said that Warner Brothers was going to have a uh, black Batman for 2020. Oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Uh, oh. No, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I was, that's the other thing, but it wasn't news either. It was the same thing where somebody made a comment and then all these news articles are popping up on it. Was it for the movies? No, the comics. It oh. says something like that. And then... Um, and they said, but it's not going to be Duke Thomas. And it didn't even well, say, they didn't even know if it's an alternate universe or if Bruce Wayne is leaving or if this was somebody in the hallways of DC talking. No, I I, I thought it was, I was like, oh, they're going to make Duke. Duke? Yeah, Duke, Duke Thomas. Duke. Yeah, I thought they were going to make him Batman. That would be awesome. But then I was like. Oh, I didn't read the article, so I was like, I thought maybe you'd bring it up. So I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I sh- I, maybe I should have brought it up, but um, because it was again, it was nothing. It was something in the hallway said something. Hey, mid next year, maybe we'll do that. And, but somehow they knew. No, it's not Duke. So Robert I don't know. Patson should. Uh, I think they should make him sparkly. <laughs> like he wasn't a Twitter Batman. Hey, a Twitter. Yeah. Sorry, Twilight Batman. <laughs> Twitter Batman's going to be the name of our next episode. <laughs> Twitter Batman. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, oh, it's twi- hot in here. Uh, uh, it's too hot It's too today. hot. <laughs> it was the Twilight Batman. That'd be dope. <clears throat> yeah. Just to do it, just to piss because people lose their shit. <clears throat> Make them fight a werewolf. <laughs> Sparkly Batman. It's hilarious. So, I don't know. So, no real news. And both of those were just pure rumors based on nothing. Slow news week. <clears throat> Indeed. And again, I don't know. Duke Thomas. You gotta bring more of that guy around. They, they created this character. He's pretty cool. He's got that... He's got all those, those powers, powers and everything. And yeah, it'd be awesome. But who knows? <clears throat> Alright, so... For the game here. The game with no name. The game with no name. Until somebody tells, gives us a good suggestion online. <laughs> <clears throat> a good, I like a, a good suggestion. <laughs> well, if it's any suggestion, I don't know. Well, no, we got a suggestion. We shot it down. That's true, we did. Yeah, <laughs> we shot it down. So anyway, I don't know. yeah, suggest. Uh, what was the other? You said we had to remind. Oh, uh, for the next Marvel book. So next week, this week, we're going to be reading Absolute Carnage. But give us suggestions online for the book for the week after that. What we should read because. Just because Dieter didn't like uh, X Men, doesn't mean we shouldn't continue trying to read some more Marvel stuff. No, I think I I didn't personally like it. I think it was a good book for X Men. Sorry, what fans. I mean is, I yeah, I did. It, it sounded like an attack. <laughs> I wasn't attacking you. My point is, we we want to try more Mar- Marvel stuff. Trying to get back into it. So trying to get back into it, and X Men Hickman wasn't for me. But like, I, th- I think X Men fans would probably love the shit out of mm-hmm. that book. So. On with the game. All right. So Dance then, Monkey. <laughs> Dance Monkey. Uh, the name of the book is Animosity. All right. So first one. <laughs> Leave you got to you got to you have to do the same. Last time you stopped yourself from doing the same sentence at the end every time, but that's what makes it be- the best. You have to you have to say it every time. All right. Yeah. 
I gotta do that whole thing again. <laughs> All right. It's the best. I love it. I, I thought you last time when I did it last time. You, uh, I thought you were getting tired. I was like, no, stop that, Mike. I don't think so. I think it's I, by, by the third time it cracks me up even more. So, all right, go anyway. Go. <laughs> Animosity. Uh, all right, all right. Animosity. All right. So, first one: leaving the kids at home and taking a road trip alone in an attempt to work on their marriage. A husband and wife decide to stop in a small midwestern town for the night. They were expecting a quiet, peaceful town. But what they find is anything but idyllic. Will they be able to escape an, an entire town of people, adults, kids, even animals, filled with animosity? From the writer of Insects, A-Force, and Bombshells, and the artist of Super Zero, comes a new kind of road trip, a new kind of black comedy, and a new kind of coming of age. Animosity. Animosity. Next one. When a drunk driver who killed her fiancé in a car accident on her way to their wedding get uh let me start this over <clears throat> all right sorry now i just blew out everyone's eardrums <laughs> uh anyway when a, are you listening are you <laughs> listening anyway <laughs> we could cut that out <laughs> or not all right when a drunk driver who killed her fiance in a car accident on her way to their wedding gets off on a technicality the former world's greatest superhero's rage changes her outlook on life now, with a new name and a new costume, she has a new mission. Curiosity killed the cat, but animosity killed everyone else. From the writer <laughs> of Insects, a first of Bob Shells, and the artist of Sub-Zero comes a new kind of road trip, a new kind of black comedy, and a new kind of coming of age. <laughs> You're the last one. One day, the animals woke up. They started thinking. They started talking. They started taking revenge. Now a dog and his girl are trying to get away out of New York City and all the way to San Francisco to the only person who might be able to protect and save her from the writer of insects <laughs> A-Force and Bombshells and the artist of Sub-Zero of Super Zero comes a new kind of road trip a new kind of black comedy and a new kind of coming of age in animosity 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 so recap them then you got number one <clears throat> number one is uh, husband and wife go out and the- the, the the animals and everybody turn on them. And yes, all the people in the town in the, ta- in the town turn on them. All right, second one. The second one: the drunk driver kills a uh, superhero's fiance in a car accident and, and gets off, goes, and she goes nuts. She goes ape shit. Yep. The third one. Third one is animals wake up. They start thinking. They start talking. They start taking revenge. Now they're trying to get from New York City to San Francisco to the only person who might be able to protect and save her. Hmm. The second one had too good. That was too good of a joke with the. <laughs> what killed everybody? Animosity killed. <laughs> Drunk driver killed her fiance. Animosity killed everybody else. <laughs> oh, that's a. Uh, you think so? Mm-hmm. Uh, then the first one. I like that. I'm going to go to the third one. Just based on the fact that the guy wrote a book about insects before. All right. So, yeah, number three. Number three, the animals woke up. You are correct. Yeah, you fucked up, Mike. I did. Damn it. <laughs> I thought these other two were pretty good. They were. They were excellent. <laughs> and I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have picked the third one, but 
because it was the guy that wrote insects and now it's just here's a book about animals oh, okay <laughs> but it had bombshells and super zero a force I just picked up on the insects there you and go the insects I-N-S-E-X-T-S ooh that sounds hot now. So yeah, I'm not even sure what that is I think that's why I didn't even think of the insects because it's spelled S-E-X-T-S so I don't know exactly what like the book is insects having incest maybe Insects. I don't know. I can't even say the word. <laughs> but with that one, though, I did come up with curiosity to kill the cat, but animosity killed everyone else. I'm like, that I gotta was, write something around that. That was really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part, for sure. So, All right. what, uh, so what's the score now? Uh, let me see. I think it's four to five. Let me see. Four to six. Four to, four to six. I I'm am mounting a comeback. Six. You are coming back. Yes. Four to six. So that was good. There we go. All right. I got to do better next time. You got to do way better, Mike. <laughs> Thanks a lot. See, you made me write, add in the other thing at the end there. I thought the, what was going to ruin it as I was sitting here reading it was the uh, the road trip because I didn't add them in. I didn't add in the um, tagline the whole time. Yeah. All right. So I wasn't even thinking of the uh, road trip portion. I'm like, oh, wait, I got another road trip. And I guess the... Uh, the superhero one could have fallen underneath that too. It's like, kind of works out. That was a good one though. Superhero flipping out because her fiance is murdered by a drunk driver <laughs> and gets off it. <laughs> and gets that's off. An, see, that's another one that that's under the patent pending where we had your we have to have your brother working on these. <laughs> Gotta get that's him a, a yeah. Somebody could steal that idea. I think that's a great one. No, no these are all uh, property of. Uh, what is it? Four color ultrasound, or Just, or band's plane? <laughs> band's plane. <laughs> that could be your production company. There you go. Band's plane production company copyright patent pending two thousand ninety two. Two thousand nineteen. So yeah, two thousand ninety two right. is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so in uh, eighty years, it'll uh, nobody that? nobody can re- else you can use it in eighty years from now. What's that stuff called? Where it's like oh public domain? Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, all right. Well, that was a fun episode. And uh, if you liked it, reach out to us. Tell us you did. If you didn't like it, keep it to yourself. No, reach out to us too. No. Tell us us how bad it is. Well, I won't tell you then. Okay. Yeah, make Mike feel something. (laughs) Make me feel. I need to feel something. Anything. But uh, come on back next week. We'll do some more books from DC. We'll get some more Marvel on. And uh, yeah, until then, uh, goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, dear. Boom 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 bo